For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. We've been launching new shows, including mine. I've actually got an all-sports show in Miami. That's every single Tuesday and Wednesday at 9 a.m. We just debuted this morning, if you're listening on a Tuesday. Also, check out the Five FiveReasonsSports.com website. No paywall. We do not charge you like the newspapers. Great new piece from Brady Hawk on there about how Bam Adebayo's role may change this season. Got to check it out. Again, you can also get all of our Dolphins coverage there too. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Yes, I was taking these already, but I'm making sure to take them now because I got to get my sleep to get over this cold. And it's Therapist Preferred, that's right, therapistpreferred.com is where you've got to go for all of your CBD, a CBD company founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to maximize performance and recovery for active people. 100% THC-free and third-party lab verified. Won't be failing a drug test. Don't worry about that. All of the products made in the U.S. with cutting-edge technology from organically grown hemp. The most popular products, the CBD sports cream, my favorite, the strawberry lemonade, gummies and the green apple gummies they've got lots of other products there as well so go to therapistpreferred.com that's therapistpreferred.com use that code five reasons that's the number five reasons you get 25 percent off your order again it's therapistpreferred.com use five reasons 25 percent off and now today's very special episode down to this day Yikes. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Today's floor plan, we've got a special guest. No, it's not Greg Sylvander, although you can follow him at Greg Sylvander. It's not Alex Toledo. You can follow at Tropical Blanket. And it's certainly not me, Ethan Skolnick, who you can follow at Five Reasons Sports. And Ethan J. Skolnick, it's Max Struess, who's been signed to a regular contract for the Miami Heat. Just came off a big summer league out in Las Vegas. He's actually joining us from Chicago as we speak. Max, we really appreciate you doing this with us today. Oh, thanks for having me on, man. Good to meet you guys. All right, let's start here because, uh, you know, we're going to get into your background. I want to get into sort of how you came to the Heat, your journey, uh, briefly wearing a couple of uniforms that Heat fans don't like very much. So we'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, But but first, uh, finally, this season, people figured out how to pronounce your name. I, I feel like the first like two, three weeks that you were with the Heat, like how many different variations of it did you hear? 
Uh, I've heard everything. I've heard everything my whole entire life. I mean, Struss, Strauss. I mean, it's it's like nuts how people come up with these names. That I get the Struss, like that makes sense. But there's some other ones that I've heard that I'm just like, where do you even get that from? But uh, I think I think people finally got it now, and it's I think the Struss name is finally resonating with people. Yeah, well, I was going to ask, there's only one of them that rhymes with loose, right? And that's, yeah, there you go, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's sort of got it. So like when you're making, I mean, obviously when you're playing, you're not on Twitter, thank God. Uh, NBA players are not doing that at this stage yet. But I mean, when you started making shots and we got sort of like Struces loose and all this sort of stuff, I mean, yeah. what of sort of the, the social media banter about you do you like the best? So I'm really not a big social media guy. Um, I just got Instagram, like right when I got in the NBA, because my agency told me I had to, um, <laughs> but I, I hate it. I don't have Twitter. I don't read any of that stuff, but, um, I've seen the memes I've seen my friends send me all this stuff. So it's, it's hilarious. The stuff that they were putting out there, but, um, uh, the Struce is loose nickname is that's been, that's been around since college, even a little bit in high school. Uh, one of my buddies, you know, started it in high school and then it just kind of caught on ever since. But, um, yeah, the, the, the way social media reacts to stuff is just, it's obnoxious. It's awesome though. Uh, Let's go back to the beginning. You mentioned high school. We want to do a little biography here uh, for people who don't really know your story that well. And let, and I'll let these guys follow up on it. Um, You you had a, you, you played what baseball and basketball growing up. Were those the two sports? Yeah. I mean, I played everything growing up, but then uh, freshman year, I played all three and then I I broke my collarbone playing football. So I stopped after that. And then baseball and basketball all throughout the rest of high school. And it was a growth spurt, essentially, that, that pushed you towards basketball? Um, I kind of just, like, fell in love with it more. My junior, going into my senior year, um, wanted to take it more serious. But, um, yeah, I, I grew a little bit. I was, like, 6'1 as a junior in high school. And then uh, became I was, like, 6'3 my, going into my senior year. Probably finished my senior year, like, 6'4. And then grew into college as well. So, um, definitely a late bloomer, to say the least. You're not the only late bloomer on the team. Uh, we, you know, obviously Duncan Robinson went to a, a division yeah. three school that he started at not really known uh, for, for being a basketball program. Lewis college. Is that, is that where you, you started Lewis, yeah. Lewis university? Lewis, I apologize. Lewis university. Yeah, no, you're good. Lewis university. Are, are you, the, I, you have to be the best player that they've ever produced. Correct. There's been some good players, but I mean, I'm the only guy that's definitely made it to the NBA. I would have to imagine. Uh, but there's been, I mean, I, division two basketball is there's some skilled players. I mean, it's, it's a very, um, talented league and there's a lot of guys that can, that can play and hoop at that level for sure. Max, Greg Sylvander here. Thanks for joining the show. Um, I kind of want to go back to, um, when you were at DePaul and you're kind of, uh, you know, trying to, to position yourself to be drafted, Talk a little bit about the pre-draft process and what you took away from that. And just um, heading into that, the teams that were interested in you, did you ever foresee yourself landing in Miami? And just, I'd love to hear uh, from your perspective, what that entire process felt like. Yeah. um, You know, my, my process was a lot different than a lot of the guys that I've talked to. Um, I had, I think 17 workouts lined up, scheduled to go. Um, but I got hurt actually on the fifth one. Um, I went, I think it was Atlanta, Boston, Brooklyn. Um, one more I'm missing, but then I went to Phoenix and I actually, uh, I partially tore my plantar fascia in Phoenix at the workout. 
Um, so that put a halt to everything. I was done for like two weeks. And I mean, that was, that was the span of the workouts. So I only did four. Um, and obviously you only need to be good at one of them. <laughs> so, um, I killed my Boston workout, um, played really well in that. And, um, you know, I kind of had a good feeling about them, but as far as Miami, I, I really, I met with them at, at the G league combine, um, with Adam Simon and I had a good conversation with him, but other than that, I didn't really hear much from him. So no, I didn't, I didn't hear anything from them. And then, uh, you know, it was kind of Boston all along. I kind of had a good feeling about it. And, uh, I thought they were going to draft me at, um, in the late second round, but ended up not, but got still a two way on draft night, which was unbelievable. And, and then, it, you know, just anything I, could, anything I can get in the NBA was, was awesome at that point. So Max, uh, coming in undrafted, obviously a lot of guys talk about having, having a chip on the shoulder. The Heat are known for, you know, kind of mining these guys, uh, you know, to say, and, I think like you came in with the Bulls and the Celtics, you had your tenure with them. Obviously you've been with the Heat much longer at this point than you have with both of those other teams. But what are some of the differences you've noticed between how the Heat do things and what you saw from the Bulls and Celtics, just your experience? Yeah, it's it's totally different. Uh, you know, and the, the Heat the Heat pride themselves on it. And, you know, when you're not with the Heat, you're like, all right, like what's this actually about? But once you get into the organization and into the culture and, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. It, it, you just, you dive right in and it's, it's perfect for a guy like me. And, um, you know, I think they, they really understand and, and know who to recruit and the type of players they want in their system. Um, and I think they do a very good job of it because a lot of us are the same and we all are built the same way and, and want to win and, and we'll do the, whatever it takes to win. So, uh, it's a lot of hardworking guys with chips on their shoulder and, and want to prove people wrong. So, um, you know, that we, we fit the organization well and, everything that they talk about is real. Um, you know, the culture of it, you know, the hardworking, um, everything they say, it, it's, it really is real. And, um, you know, I couldn't ask for anything better in an organization and I've been so happy here, but, um, not to discredit the Bulls or the Celtics, but it's just been a perfect fit for me, um, uh, overall. You don't have to discredit them. Heat fans will, so it's okay. You don't, you don't, <laughs> we're not, we're, we're not going to make you do that, Max. Um, but it, you know, you mentioned Adam Simon and, and obviously Adam has had a big role in, in finding players for the heat and, and has done a really good job over the past few years. I think fans would be interested uh, in maybe your first couple of conversations with a couple of others in the organization. Uh, what was your first conversation like with Eric Spolstra in terms of expectations he had for you as you kind of entered yeah. the developmental program? And what was your first conversation like with uh, the man upstairs, as we say, Mr. Riley, the Godfather. Yeah. Um, uh, my first conversation with Spo was, uh, I, my first day in Miami, we went to the gym and, uh, you know, I was coming off an ACL injury. So, um, you know, I think they, my agent like sent out me like workout videos for free agency, just to show people that I was healthy again, that, that I was playing and moving the right way. So, um, you know, and I was, I was a little bigger cause I was just starting to run. Like I was obviously packed down a couple of pounds because I wasn't able to move that much, but, um, uh, you know, it was funny. I saw Spo and he's like, yeah, I was at this point, it was like months into working out. So he saw me, he's like, Oh, wow, you, you slimmed down a bit, you know, you look good. So he was kind of making like a fat joke, but, um, which is typical for the Miami heat because <laughs> how, how they pride themselves on weight and body fat. Um, so that was, that was a good start. And then he just got right into it. And he's like, I've watched every single one of your G league games, um, which I was just thrown off by, I mean, just the head coach of the heat, like, why would he waste his time and watch all these games? But, that just shows how invested he is and how, how hard he works on 
you know, knowing his players to to a T and and trying to you know put them in the right situations possible. And then with uh, with with Coach Riley, what was yeah? Uh, how, how did that go? I mean, because I'm Godfather. surprised he didn't put you through. Max had it right, Ethan. Max had it right. The Godfather. The Godfather. Yeah. Well, you can say that I'm not allowed to, cause I've covered Pat for 26 years. It's, it's not, <laughs> we, we had to keep a little bit of distance. It's probably not the name he calls me behind the scenes. I, I would, <laughs> but, but if, uh, you know, when I ran into him, you know, in the finals uh, in the bubble and he saw me uh, at about eight o'clock, he says, he said to me, Ethan, he says, you're getting up at seven in the morning. I'm going to put you through my conditioning test. I, I'm wondering, and, and I, I don't play for the heat never could. Um, I'm wondering, did he say something similar to you? So my first like month or two months there, I, I was afraid to say anything to the guy. Like I was like, Oh my God, that's Pat Riley. Uh, you know, I kind of, I would just say hi and keep it moving, but he's like the nicest guy in the world and he's got stories for days, but uh, he, he does a lot of that. Uh, make sure you're in shape. You know, my, my end of the year meeting this year was um, come back in the best shape possible of your life. You know, that, type of stuff that the, the heat always pride themselves on. So he, he definitely pulls you into that um, in those conversations and, and wants you to be in there. But um, he's been great to me. Uh, obviously thank him for bringing me back, but uh, he's, he's around every day. I think it's unbelievable how he's at every practice, every single day he's around. Um, he's available for guys to talk to. He's the other two organizations weren't like that, as I said earlier, but um you know, everybody's different, but I just think it's really cool that he's around every day and, and for him to be a, you know, a hall of famer and to, and to be in the gym and um, to show how dedicated he is. I think it truly means a lot to those players. All right. We're going to take a quick break here on the podcast side. If you're watching on YouTube, just hang with us. When we come back, we're going to get into summer league and we're going to let Alex dive into some basketball and max. Cause I know he's been waiting to do that. So right back in a sec. We'll get back to our episode in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great local sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's our friends over at CPT. This is an IT company. We've been telling you about them for a little while. They've been here in South Florida for quite a while. CPT of South Florida have been providing small and medium businesses with the technology they need for decades. They specialize in cloud-hosted phone systems and managed IT. If you own a smaller, medium business, this is where you got to go. You can save some money on your monthly phone and internet costs. You got to give TJ a call. TJ, big Miami sports fan down here, so you can relate to him as you can with many of our sponsors. Again, he's been helping South Florida businesses save thousands per month. He can do the same for you with a cloud phone system. You can work from anywhere on any device. You know how important that is these days. So for a free in-person consultation, call TJ at 954-966-2766. It's 954-966-2766. Deal with an owner, not a sales rep. Give TJ a call and he'll give you this promotion to 25% off cloud phone service, including free phones and the first two months of service free. Didn't get all that? Just mention five reasons. He'll give it to you. Visit the website, cpt-florida.com, 954-966-2766, cpt-florida.com. And now back to the episode. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Got Greg Sylvander, got Alex Toledo, and we've got Max Struess coming back for another season with the Miami Heat. We are going to dive into the basketball stuff here, but I, I just want to get one sort of reaction from you. When you found out 
you're not going to be a two-way player with the Heat anymore. You're not going to be worrying about how many games that you, you can play or not play and how they they maybe rest you or don't have you with the team, but you are actually a member of, of the roster. How did it feel and how did you celebrate? Man, uh, it was just a breath of fresh air, um, honestly. Just, you know, just the first two years of my career, just being, you know, on a two-way – not knowing what's going to happen, never knowing when you're going to be up, if you're going to play or not. Um, just to finally have something guaranteed is, is everything to me. Um, kind of just shows that shows you shows off like the hard work that's really paying off for you and, and people notice it and, and want to um, reward you for it. So it was just um, an amazing feeling and, and you know, something I'll never forget, but I actually, you know, I took my parents out to eat just cause I just wanted to, you know, I didn't want to just tell them, you know, I, I, it was a big deal to me. You know, it's not like a $10 million contract, but it's a, it's a pretty big deal to me. So, um, you know, I took my whole family out my parents, my brother and sister, and, you know, we had a really nice dinner and I, I kind of broke the news to them there and everybody was just ecstatic. And, you know, I, I've gotten so far in my career just because I have a, a, an unbelievable family and, a, and an unbelievable support system to get me where I am today. So speaking of going far in your career, we've kind of talked through it here. You've had a real evolution in your career com coming out as an undrafted guy and getting to this point as you just went over uh, getting that contract lead right there leading up to it. You had this incredible run in Vegas where you were kind of the guy out there. I mean, other fans might say Omer, who was another fan favorite out there. But you I mean, uh, you you guys, Marcus Garrett, were out there and were kind of running summer league for a while there. And you had that moment with the sudden death hitting the game winning shot. You had plenty of games where you went off and you looked like one of the standouts there, which is always something that I think people look for when it comes to summer league guys, how much have they progressed uh, from one year to another in on the summer league level. And obviously you had the NBA experience as well, but what was that whole run like? Yeah. So obviously working up into summer league, I was in Miami working out with the guys. And, um, you know, I, I kind of got the feeling for, me and coaches sat down, uh, you know, Eric Last, Malik, who was coaching our team. Um, they wanted, like, they were like, we're going to put the ball in your hands and, like, it's, it's going to be your team. Like, we want you to score. We want you to showcase your talents. And, and you know, we're going to run everything through you. So I kind of prepared myself for that uh, mentally. And uh, as a player, you can't ask for anything more than that. Um, for them to show the confidence in me, um, to want them to, for me to be that guy for them, uh, meant the world to me. And then once I got the contract, it just gave me all the confidence in the world again, just to keep proving people that I, that I deserve this and um, that I'm the right guy for the heat. And uh, it just, it makes it so much easier to play with um, when things are going your way like that. And you're confident, and, um, you know, with the, the ultimate support behind your, behind you with your team is uh, it just makes everything easier and it makes everything flow. But Vegas was fun. And like you said, Omer was awesome too. I mean, he was a, Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Had a hell of a summer league too, and uh, you know it was fun for playing playing with Malik Allen and, and, the, and the guys on our team for sure. You you mentioned Malik Allen, and I'm I'm interested to hear. Um, and you mentioned Eric Glass as well. What coach you've been working with the most individually, 
Um, and where uh, on court from a sheer basketball perspective, do you think you need to grow most uh, in this upcoming season in order to really uh, be a um, staple in the rotation throughout the entire, uh, you know, run? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, throughout the year, it was, it was mostly Chris Quinn. Um, I was really doing a lot with him. He was like kind of my go-to development coach. Um, but this summer I've been working with everybody, you know, Anthony Carter has been around, uh, Eric Glass, um, who was my guy. He's, he's been helping me out a ton. He was like my guy in summer league who I kind of went to and we watched film together, you know, make, corrected everything that we needed to. Um, uh, but Malik in summer league was, was obviously the head coach. And, um, you know, we had several talks every game during games, just what, what we needed as a team, what we needed better. So, um, you know, I think we had a good relationship player to coach. Um, to help each other, um, you know, because it was his first time being a head coach. So um, just whatever he needed, I was there for him. And uh, whatever he asked of me, I was always ready to, to give him. So um, for that, but looking forward to the season, I, I've i said it before, but I got to be a more consistent uh, knockdown shooter. You know, I, I shot a lower percentage last year with, I mean, people will say whatever excuses they want to say with, you know, throwing in games at random times. You never really know consistent minutes, but um, it doesn't matter. Like whenever your name your is called, you got to be better and you got to, you got to knock down shots. That's what I'm in the league for. So um, that's my goal. And I think I had a good start with that in summer league. You know, my uh, three point percentage was way up and I took way more shots. So um, I think that's a, a bright side to show that what I've been doing this summer is, is starting to pay off and um, definitely a positive outlet for the rest of this year. So speaking of your role, I think you kind of got into it a little bit there and some of the stuff that you can improve upon as, as somebody who's going to fit into the Heat's rotation. It seems like there's a slot right there for you as, at that backup three spot that you seem like the natural guy to kind of take on those minutes as the season starts here. And uh, you really seem like you fit the bill when it comes to being that microwave scorer, the shooter. You said you wanted to get your percentages up. And it seems like uh, a lot of people, when they first saw you come out, it's like, oh, we got this we got this shooter, but then I think the more we've we've gotten to know you and watched your game, we've noticed that you're more than a catch and shoot guy. Whereas like a lot of times you've gotten compared to Duncan Robinson and Duncan is more of like a movement shooter that, you know, the catch and shoot guy. He's obviously elite yeah. at what he does. And I think you have a little bit more to your game when it comes to like, you know, coming off the curl, uh, attacking the rim a little bit. And Duncan is also good at that, but coming into this season here, what, when it comes to your role, how are the like what are the different ways that you can contribute to this team that is now expecting to really be a contender to, to get back yeah. to the finals? Yeah, you know, we got a, obviously got a lot of new guys um, that I'm really excited about. I think we did very well in free agency and, and picked up some good pieces. Um, so I, I don't know exactly what my role is going to be. I haven't had that talk with Spo yet, um, but that'll all just come when, when we start practicing and, and, and figuring things out. But, um, you know, I, I'm a team guy that I want, I want to do whatever is going to help the team win. Um, you know, we got Tyler coming off the, I don't even know, maybe coming off the bench, but um, you still got Tyler Harrell, who's one of the most talented players in the league. I mean, the kid's unbelievable for how young he is too. And, uh, you know, I, if I come in with him, you know, it's, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. So playing off him, looking to play, get more comfortable playing with him or um, Kyle Lowry, whoever it is, um, whatever the team needs me to do, be that guy to come in and fill Duncan's role. Like you said, I don't think I'm just a shooter. I think I can do a lot more than that. Um, but if that's what the team's going to need me to do, then that's what I'll do. And obviously on the defensive end is, is what we, we're going to pride ourselves on this year because that's you could tell that's what we uh, what we really went after this summer. So 
Um, obviously, you got to be more reliable on that end and, and, and really be a, a focal point for me um, personally to, to really lock in on the, the, the uh, defensive end. Max, I want to ask you a couple of questions related to that because you, you mentioned it. You know, it's got to be a well-rounded game, you know, particularly if you're going to fit into a nine-man rotation on a, on a yeah. contending team. Um, but two things on that. One, I think I was surprised not knowing your game about two things that I saw last year. And I'm wondering if, if people are still surprised about it when, when they talk to you, or if you're surprised that they're still surprised. What <laughs> one is the athleticism, well, a couple of the, I mean, let's just be honest, a couple of the dugs last year. And then the other thing that, that surprised me a little, just knowing Eric Spolster teams from covering him since he's been a head coach in 08 was that from the very beginning, I remember him putting you on very difficult defensive assignments, um, which I, I didn't remember him doing with a lot of say at the time, we just thought, okay, here's this two-way guy who's out there. And, yeah. you know, Eric's got him playing against some of the elite perimeter players in the league from the jump. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just curious about both of those things. First thing, do you ever get tired of the fact that people are sort of surprised by your athleticism at all? I mean, I'm just used to it at this point. I think it's like, you like look at it. Um, it's like Pat Connaughton, you know, like those guys, like Joe Harris, like it's like he could shoot and then he's got, you know, it's like the sneaky white guy bounce. It's like it, <laughs> he's sneaky athletic. But if you like look at my highlights, like I, I, I have multiple dunks on people and, and have shown that I could jump. So um, I think it's it's still surprising. Yes, that people don't know. But um, I'm, I'm sure the more and more they see me, they're going to they're going to understand it. So um, that's always going to be the case. Um, but yeah, Spo, I mean, he showed confidence in me from the, the first day, I, first practice this, this year. Um, I think I gained their, their trust throughout um, the season and throughout all the practices that we had just um, by my work ethic and showed how much I cared and, and want to win. So I think he understood my um, mental side of it, how I, how I wanted to help. And um, he wanted to challenge me and put me in those situations. So um, I think I took that head on and, and uh, was happy that he put me in the games in, in those toughest, situations. Max, toughest assignment he gave you early. Like, which was the one just like, okay, this is a welcome to the NBA moment. I haven't really had one of those, but the, the craziest thing last year that I could remember was, um, I think it was Charlotte at home. I didn't play, was it Charlotte maybe? I don't know. There was a game early on where it was a home game. I didn't play the whole first three quarters. And then fourth quarter starts and he puts me in the game and I'm, and it's like a close game, like <laughs> one or two possession game. And I played the whole entire fourth quarter. It, I was just like, was it when Malik Monk couldn't play. miss? Yes. I think it was that game actually. <laughs> yeah. He went off. Yeah. That game made but, Malik some money in LA actually. Oh right? yeah, definitely. <laughs> we Malik killed us this year, to be honest. I mean, there was like two or three games he had against us, but um he threw me in for like a, the fourth quarter and then just was like, go make, go, go play. Like literally it was just like, go shoot. And, and I remember I had a Jimmy like hit me in like a, in a slot and uh, I had a shot to like put, go up for the lead with like a minute left. And I tried to one more to Duncan and man, I didn't, I didn't hear the end of that from Jimmy for about two days. <laughs> he was like, when I pass you the ball, you shoot the, you know, ball. Like he was, he went off on me for a while. So, um, which also helped me mentally too, because it just showed that how much he had trusted me to shoot um, in a, in a crucial game like that with the game on the line. So, um, you know, he's also a great teammate and, and helped me out a lot this year. 
right. I'm not going to let you off the hook with Jimmy. We're going to get to more Jimmy and rapid <laughs> fire. I've been saving one for you on that one. Uh, if you're on the podcast side, a word from one of our sponsors, if you're on YouTube, just hang out with us for here for a second. We'll get back to our episode in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. And yes, you can still play this even when the NBA is not going on. It's prizepicks.com. For this one, use that code 5, F-I-V-E. You'll get your money matched. And yes, they're doing NFL preseason. They're doing NFL futures. If you care about MLB, they're doing that too. All right. But basically we're directing you to the NFL stuff because, you know, a lot of you are starting to get involved in that. You can play the up, the down on any player that they have there available. You can play single stat. You can play with their fantasy categories. They do everything at prizepicks.com. The coolest thing they do at prizepicks.com is you can pair players from different sports. So say you like soccer and baseball, throw them together. You can play two, three, four, five. You can go all in with the power play or go half in with the flex play any way you want to do it. So go to prizepicks.com. This is the daily fantasy partner of the five reasons sports network. Make sure you're using that code F I V E. And now back to the episode. All right, Ethan Skolik back on five on the floor. Got Greg Sylvander, got Alex Toledo, and we've had the pleasure of talking to Max Struess uh, for the past 20 minutes. Going to close with him here with some rapid fire. Um, I heard during the season that you became one of Jimmy Butler's favorite teammates, but one of the reasons I heard that that was actually the case was that you were very gracious to carry his stuff off the bus quite a bit. Um, <laughs> Were, were you actually the designated uh, bag carrier for Jimmy Butler <laughs> no. as a rookie? I was not, and it wasn't even my rookie year, but basically it was my rookie year, but um, no, he, I don't even know, where'd you get this information from? I, I, like, I, no. I can't reveal my sources on this. I just <laughs> heard that Jimmy took a liking to you because you, you did what young players should do in that I think situation. he took a liking to me. I, I hope he took a liking to me for other situations and how I played. Um, I, I hope that has something to do with it, but no, I mean, the dude had four bags in his hand. So I was like, if you need help, man, like I could carry one for you. I mean, I wasn't like going to be his rookie to carry his bags around. I just helped him out if he needed a hand. I mean, I, that doesn't bother me. Like I don't, I'll carry anybody's, I'll carry a rookie's bags. Like if they need help, like they need help. Like I'm that the whole hierarchy of whatever it is. I don't, I don't care about that stuff. Like I'll help out anybody if they need it. So I, if Jimmy needed me to carry his bags, I'll carry his bags. I'll, whatever Jimmy needs, Jimmy gets, you know. I'm, well, especially gives you coffee in return. Are you a coffee drinker? Not really, not really. But he, he took me a couple of times, so I got into it a little bit. But not as much as he does. No, I know. Well, it made quite an impression. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. But, no, I mean, I, I did hear that, that he, he really came to trust you as a teammate as the season went yes. on. Um, I'm going to let these guys get to their questions, but I remember talking to Duncan Robinson about when he thought he earned Jimmy's respect. And yeah. it was during a pickup game in the gym, um, you know, before their first season playing together. And basically I, I this is the way Duncan put it to me. Uh, Jimmy went under a screen and Duncan made a three in his face and basically said, don't ever do that again. Uh, <laughs> and from there, he thought he earned Jimmy's respect. There seems to be yeah. a moment for people. Where do you, other than obviously this one instance of carrying a bag, when do you think you earned Jimmy's respect? Um, you know, I played I played one on one with Jimmy um, before every game. That's like his thing. He likes to play one on one. He it would be me, him, and Udonis Haslam. Like we would just oh, you know wow. get Jimmy reps, whatever he needed. We were there, play defense, whatever he wanted. So um, I think being there every day and and whatever he needed to to get his mind going um, for the game or just get ready, um, I was always there to help him. So I think that had something to do with it. Um, and just 
in those one-on-one situations, just not backing down. I mean, Jimmy likes people who play hard and, and have a chip on their shoulder and, and just want to win. So, um, you know, as, as much as he was going at me, I was going right, at, right back at him. So I think that might have gained a little trust and a little respect there just to not back down to anybody in that situation. So I think that definitely had something to do with it. Pre-game one-on-ones with you, Jimmy, and you, D. Like, that is super <laughs> dope to me as a Heat fan. Yeah. Like, that, that's the right uh, circle to be in pre-game. I'm with you. Um, I'm interested to know your best friend on the team and the player that you've learned the most from on the team. Yeah. Um, you know, going through it last year with Gabe Vincent, um, you know, both being on two-way, I think, was – I couldn't ask for a better teammate. Um, he was unbelievable all year, just being able to go through the, the things we went through with each other and be able to bounce ideas off each other or help each other. Um, you know, we, we both played a decent amount. So whenever we weren't playing, it was, you know, playing one-on-one, just trying to stay in game shape. So um, he's an unbelievable professional and, um, you know, we're the same age, been through a lot of the same stuff. So um, it's been, he was, he was awesome me last year and, and another guy was Duncan. Um, obviously we've had a same story and a lot of the same path to get to where we are. Um, so it's pretty cool just to, you know, share our stories together. And, um, I hung out, he lived right down the street from me. So hanging out with him all the time. And, um, he was very welcoming when I first got there. So, uh, he's a great dude. And he, those two guys were just always around and, um, were great, great people to, you know, have around during the year. So, oh, Max, this is one here that I don't know. I don't think we should have thrown it into a rapid fire category, <laughs> but just kind of like going into the X's and O's of it all, right, of what happened this summer with the Heat. You know, you add all these two-way guys. It looks like a team on paper that can be a top-five defense, a, a potential defensive juggernaut, just kind of at every position you guys are really strong. And then, obviously, with Lowry, you guys, you know, just have added so much as from the leadership, uh, yeah. community, the, the chemistry stuff, what he brings onto the court as a pull-up guy, a pick-and-roll player. Uh, the team looks like it can still switch as much as they want to, can still yeah. can go back to dropping if they want, can still be great at trapping. How do you feel about the team's overall versatility on offense and defense and how those things have improved? Because it feels like there's a lot more that you guys can do now. Yeah, I think, like you said, Adam Kyle is going to help us out a ton. Um, I think just another guy that can get in the paint and distribute and make plays is going to be huge for us. Um, you know, I think we struggled with that at times last year. Just have another guy that can attack and, and finish or make plays for other guys. So, um, you know, I think he's going to be a huge help in that area. And then, like you said, just adding all these guys defensively is going to be huge. I mean, you look at P.J. Tucker, you look at Markeith Morris, you look, um, you know, you obviously still got Bam. Uh, Jimmy, you, you guys can – you could switch everything on defense. And all those guys are strong enough um, to handle a big man in the NBA. Um, they might not be able to bang with them like like that, but as far as like a pick and roll, like like Bam can switch onto a point guard and, and, and shut him down. Bam's going to be defensive player of the year. Um, so, in order, even just Bam as himself is just huge. But adding these other guys that value defense, um, like even and Kyle's a championship point guard. You just add another guy that's won a championship. Markeith Morris won a championship. PJ just won a championship. So. Um, you know, you got all these guys that have been through it and have won, won the finals. So um, just adding those guys are going to be huge for us and, and just helping us out to get to that, to that next level.
And Bam just won a gold medal too. Um, Bam just won a gold medal. Yeah. Did, did he allow you to actually touch the gold medal? I know that he had to show it to everybody at summer league, make sure yeah. that they saw it when he sat down. Uh, no, I don't know what this. I looked over. I'm playing the game, and he's sitting on the bench with a gold medal. Like, what are you just? What are you doing, man? But <laughs> he obviously, I can't blame him. I can't. Yeah, blame I'm him. about to say, I might do the same yeah. thing too, right? Yeah. I mean. You should have taken that to every club in Vegas, Max, basically. (laughs) Not that he was going to pay a cover, but, but he certainly would, would would he had that thing. Uh, We'll close here. And again, Max, we really appreciate the time. We wish you the best of luck coming up this season, but uh, we're looking for nicknames here. Uh, You know, again, I know you're not a Twitter guy, but this stuff (laughs) tends to get out there. Twitter has given this team the nickname, the Biscayne Bullies. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of that one. It kind of goes back to the Broad Street Bullies, Philadelphia hockey team, the Flyers, but some of the Pat Riley days. Um, I I don't know if there's one you like. And also, is there a nickname you like for yourself? I mean, is there something we should be pushing on social media for you now that everybody knows how to pronounce your name? (laughs) Honestly, I don't really care. I just want people to know my name and pronounce my name the right way. So um if they could call me struce or struce is loose whatever they want to do struce juice i heard is another one or whatever people say out there so uh i don't really i don't really read into it too much so uh whatever they want to call me they can call me as long as it's hopefully good and i'm playing well so and what would that look like max like if i was to say to you we have another conversation in a year you just had your first full year as a full-time player maybe in a rotation yeah. what what does it look like for you personally this year personally um just you know filling a role and, and being a you know consistent um, player off the bench or whatever it is just being a consistent minute guy and and playing every game and, and being there every night and showing up um to help our team win games um i'm guessing it's going to be shooting and, and knocking down shots or, or helping the team score in other ways but um just being a guy that's going to help the team win and take a team into a deep long playoff run Max Struess, that's how you pronounce it. We appreciate it. Uh, Thanks, man, for the time. Uh, And hopefully we get a chance to do this again. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you guys very much. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.